And in five, four, three, two. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the tasting table. My name is Chandler. I'm James. And today we got a really fun treat that we're tasting in honor of the spooky Halloween season. <laughs> it's a Northeast favorite. Favorite? Northeast ah! I, don't know. I don't know about that. It's from, it's from Philadelphia, born and raised. And it is called Bloody Butcher Bourbon. Bloody Butcher Bourbon. By some people somewhere. So I don't know nothing about this. I went to Philly to have a day to go to Reading Market, walk Reading Terminal, walk around, just have a good day. And at my little liquor store that they have in there that I've been to a few times, they had this. The Bloody Butcher, which is a regular, normal bourbon. It's age 12 months, right? Yep. And um, So it's 12 months? The guy told me, he was like, this is like a good thing. It's interesting. It's made from like some kind of red corn, and it's always in stock. Look at look at this guy. Look at this. Look at this guy. So where does it get this uh, very ominous, very uh, kind of concerning name? <laughs> the Bloody Butcher. The Bloody Butcher. Well, it's an urban legend that the guy, John H. Butcher, right, he, he had too much of his signature whiskey and murdered his family in cold blood. Mm, hence the name. Or something to do with a local corn varietal. Oh. Mm. Go on. Tell us more about this local corn varietal. Well, the name of the corn is, I don't know, because I don't have it in front of me. It's called Bloody Butcher. Called Bloody Butcher. And Bloody Butcher it's a corn. corn, and it's sweet. It's local to PA, and this bourbon is 70% Bloody Butcher corn. It's an heirloom corn. Which means that it's small, like it's like small and like DNA is like crossbred and shit. And it's yeah, fancy. It's, it's the corgi of corns. Corgi. You, you have to put it down after yeah. two months because it's because <laughs> it can't breathe. Because it can't breathe. And it has hip dysplasia. That sounds hot. Um, what, is there anything? So, wait, what you what, you have a webpage in front of you. Tell us about this, uh, this corn. So, this, this is actually courtesy of Jephtha Creed Spirits. Um, why is it called Bloody Butcher? It's not as dismal as it sounds. During the corn's milk stage, when we would pick up cobs to eat with dinner, Bloody Butcher is a white corn. Then, a tiny red dot appears on every kernel of the corn, and 15 days later, the cob is shot through with burnt orange and reds in a splotchy pattern said to resemble that of a butcher's bloody apron. Oh. So by the time the corn reaches maturity, it has a deep purplish rustic uh almost maroon kind of uh bright red color to it and uh that's where it comes from it just kind of looks very deep red like it kind of it kind of looks a bit you, you, a you, bit blood soaked you got google so you can read you can you can but like I also have Google, and it says that it's an heirloom variety of corn introduced to American settlers in the 1840s by Native Americans. Hmm. Well, that would make sense on account of it's not like any of the American settlers. This is not had the, any corn. Like there, yeah, they didn't have any corn before that. It's true. It's actually very interesting because I realize 
uh, the use of heirloom like corn and grain and shit like that is like very popular in may in like distilling and whiskey and, and cocktail making. This is not the first time we've had something like this. This is not. In fact, uh, we tried something kind of similar that did feature uh, bloody butcher corn way back when when we were trying Baby Jane, uh, courtesy of Widow Jane Distilleries here in New York. This was a um, a select heirloom bourbon that they made not only with the heirloom bloody butcher corn, but also with another heirloom heritage variety uh, from Wapsie. Oh, no, that's the name of the corn is Wapsie. Oh. Whoopsie. Uh, anyway. I'm, being, no, I'm, looking at, I'm, sorry, I'm looking over your shoulders looking at the beautiful picture of the red corn. Yeah, that's the that's the bloody butcher one right there. Oh, that is. Yeah, Wait, it was inside of that. It was inside of that one as well. It was so it was a it was a half and half with that in the blue corn. No, not right. blue corn. Wapsy corn. Wapsy corn. Oh, so the baby the baby uh, Jane the heirloom bourbon was a mixture of both bloody butcher. The blood. So we've actually two had different heritage. something with this before, and I liked it a lot. I did think at like what was it like almost like at retails for like seventy five dollars for two hundred mil. Or something like that. Um, oh no, th- was it the? Uh... That one was a little bit cheaper for the for the pint size. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was still like very difficult to get our hands on. I I really enjoyed that one. It had a nice um nice sweetness, nice buttery sweetness. What we can expect from this um from this bloody butcher corn is uh definitely going to be on the sweeter side, contrary to the um the blue corn that we tried with uh baby blue. With uh, balcones, 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 whichever one you think is right. Balconies. Um, that one had a very rustic flavor. I thought a little gravelly, but still sweet and buttery. Just v- way more like butter corn forward. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess also one thing we need to add before we dive into the um, original bloody butcher bourbon right now is that the mash bill. Right here, I'm looking at. I'm just into watching what's happening with you here. You're like into it. It's 70% of the Heritage Bloody Butcher corn. So it, we should expect it to be pretty sweet, pretty creamy, pretty corny. But. Oh, here comes the twist. It's got 26% malted rye. Ah, so we're going to get something, a little, little rye burn. A little spice. A little a bit little... of complexity coming from the rye there. What's the last one there? And, this, then, uh, and then just to finish that out, because um, 70 and 26 do not equal 100, uh, the other 4% is malted barley. Oh, okay. A little, bit of, a little bit of just cereal filler. Okay, okay. That's just there to you know, fill it out. And then, well, so we'll try this. We'll try this one first. Try it. Do you already take your sip? Yes. So I'm going to try this one. While you discuss what your thoughts, feelings, and opinions are on uh, on this very special bourbon that we have in front of us, so I'm asking you a question first. I'm supposed to be sipping. Wait How are you going? Okay. You're going to ask so, me a question. My mouth is uh, going to be full. I'm curious as to like traditionally, how age do you normally see like bourbons around forty dollars? Well, in order to be a legit, too legit to quit bourbon. It needs at least two years in charred white American oak 
good. Barrels. Anything less than that is a baby whiskey or a baby bourbon. And so this isn't a baby. This is a full-grown adult. What does it say here? How old is it? It says it it's aged 12 months. Is it just 12 months? Does maybe I'll call him. Let's see. Hold on. Yeah, it says it was aged 12 months in new charred American oak barrels. Yeah, it been similar, unsuitable for Look at this. farming. He's reading uh, the things. We're, we're, listen, this is a teaching moment. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that doesn't make any fucking sense. How? How? Um trying to see if maybe there's anything on the label that uh designates maybe it's like oh wait that's no. interesting it is two it says years. two years this says age 12 months maybe this is an additional aging let's see let me read the fine print oh <laughs> listen people this is how you do it you find the information then you do research so Chandler, what does it say on the label? Well, I do research. Read it out loud or something. I don't know. The label says, in the early 1800, European settlers in the southern United States blended their own... Wait. Oh, blended their corn with native variety. The Wait, what do you mean blended their corn? It's the 18... Europeans didn't have, like, their own corn. It was all... Like, it came from the America. I guess they did have, like, 200 years since, like, I guess the the commodification of the transatlantic slave nothing. trade. Uh, I have no idea why that's 12 months. And I'm result. sure that somebody who's better and more educated and has really fancy cameras and stuff, I'm pretty sure that they know. But we don't know. We just know that it says bourbon. And the law says that it has to be bourbon to say that. So. Them's the rules. Sorry, guys. It's bourbon. Guess we got to confiscate all of this alcohol. It's bourbon. Now, while he takes a sip, I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Tell us your thoughts, feelings, opinions. I think that it is okay. I'm sorry, PA. I don't think it's particularly anything funky or interesting. I don't think it's any sweeter I mean, it's sweeter than like um, a Maker's Mark, obviously, but it's not even as sweet as like. Obviously, this is like natural, and it's like no fillers, they say. But this is not super sweet. I'm not getting a, a ton of char. I'm getting corn, rye, and like ethanol. It is a little sharp. It is a little sharp. I will say I do kind of like the um, <clears throat> the bloody butcher kind of has a lot more of like a roasted malty flavor, and I don't know if it's the corn or the malted um, grains that are in here, but it definitely has that kind of um, cookie crumb kind of kind of texture to it, where it's it it going down. It feels like you had like maybe a little too dry of a chips ahoy. But it's still like it's enough to keep you salivating. That's where the rye comes in. That's where that malted rye it kind of activates those uh, salivary glands right in the back of your cheeks. That's how that's how I was able to pick up you know the first time we tried it that it was a rye. It was uh, it was like well you you definitely picked up on really really quickly 
I don't know. I think like you feel it, you feel it back in like where your molars and your your tongue kind of meet. That's that's where Rye lives. <laughs> that's where Rye lives. It's right. Right it's, it's very interesting, yeah, because it kind of lays on like the the tip of your tongue. There's a little bit going on in the sides, not a lot going on in the back. It's very creamy up front, um, a little heavy on the alcohol. It's and okay. Bourbon bourbon lives a little bit closer to the center of the tongue, I think. A little center of the tongue, and then uh, Scotch lives in the back of the throat, like deep in the back of the throat. I love it deep in the back of the throat. That's where Scotch lives, and. You should try to visit them sometime. The reason, of course, that we got this is because when I went to Philly and the guy told me to try this other little tiny guy here. What? Um, I had to get the big guy because this little a little baby butcher hundred mil bottle is the how old is it again? It's uh the three year, right? It's three years. So that's an actual bourbon, right? And it's three years, right? Yeah, it's three years. Yeah, the little label's not here anymore. Three years. Three years. Tres años. Sour mash. They uh, they do like some, what is it, Norwegian type of, they took like some sourdough starter from a local bakery in Philly, and they used that in some of the old mash to make like a sour mash, and then they put it into the new one, and you get this. And then they aged it for three years. Twenty four ninety nine plus tax for something supposedly very interesting. Do we see sour mash bourbons? We have seen a couple sour mash whiskeys. I can't say. I think Michter's is probably the only sour mash that does sour mash bourbon or even sour mash whiskey. In ge- um, I mean, of course, we also got the... Uh, Jack Daniels is the Jack Daniels, George Dickel. Um, both have sour mash versions. Um, oh, what is it? Um, not, not barrel. Not, um, I drink that whiskey straight. It agrees with me. That barrel, it agrees with me. You like the barrel? Like, I'm talking about this. Oh, this one, this one. It agrees with me. Like taking it as a shot, I don't know, in an old fashioned with some I, cola. I could see it with some cola. In an old fashioned, I don't know if it has enough body to kinda I, I don't feel, I don't know if it has enough like like panache, you know, to really to really carry an old fashioned. You'd have you'd have to bring in some simple syrup to do the a little extra heavy lifting. We need the simple syrup. So I think this is fine. But I really don't care about this. I'm not excited about this. You didn't finish yours, Chandler. I'm getting there. Now. So, this is what they call this. They call this guy the Bloody Bitcher Sour Mash. Like we just said, uh, they get the corn sourced from Castle Valley Mill and Doylestown, PA. PA has such stupid sounding places. I just wanted to piss you guys off. The secret ingredient, sourdough started from Philadelphia's High Street Cafe. I don't know about that. Why do we not see- I guess see it's not a secret ingredient anymore. More sour mash bourbons. Because it's fucking tough to make. <clears throat> oh. Think about it. Because like, in theory, if, all right, if they weren't using 
a heirloom corn. They could they could really just source their whiskey from like the M- MJW. What is it? The oh yeah, the big the big that big company that does all the that where most bourbon whiskey in the world comes from, like that one place in Indiana that's kind of on the border with Kentucky, right? They could just source that, age it a little bit extra, do some like cut it with uh with whiskey that they made with the bloody butcher corn, and be like, oh, it's a mix. But with the sour mash, they have to make everything from scratch. It is all, well, I mean, aside from the actual sourdough starter kit, everything else, they're they're in the process soup to nuts. Because, like, not only, so I'm guessing the way they make it is they make our our big butcher first, right? They make their, their mash. And then they distill it, and then they have all the uh, the leftover solids and detritus and um, sediments in the in the still after they get this juice out of it. Well, then they take some of that, mix it with a sourdough starter, and then throw even more shit on top of it. That's the fresh stuff to help them do a whole new batch. So each batch relies on having made a previous batch. That's a lot of fucking work. And then, and then, you gotta age it. And then, and and then to go age it for another three years. So that's that's where age statements and bottles are kind of funky and weird, because I there's all kinds of rules and regulations, but also some apparently seem to be loose, because this is three years. Does that three years include just like the entire time of making? this thing and it being or is this a mixture of the bourbon no and then they cut it maybe with another one that has i don't know nothing no that can't okay okay i've so. had a few i just realized you can't do that okay you, you I can't realize do that. you cannot do that if you are in the spirits industry and you are trying to do that can't it's do game it over it's like that guy don't from uh it. from the with the bar with the bar show the jack jack tunny jack jack the bar show, the the save this bar. No, it's one? like worst bars or something. The guy. Oh, worst bars in America. Yeah, worst bars in America. That guy, Jake Tapper. Yeah, right. Is that his name? Sure. Isn't Jake Tapper the guy from uh, MSNBC? Okay. Anyway, you can't do that. <laughs> Yo, what's that? You're you're mixing bottles. Whoa. Whoa. What's that? You're taking one kind of gin and putting it in another gin bottle i do think that like watching us if you're listening i'm sorry watch us it's on youtube um the link is in the bio uh it's so funny because we start after having after having had a few drinks and then by the time we pull up to the tasting table the table's all rocked and sideways we're on our third. It's a little loosey goosey. We're on our third and fourth drink. Because well, you got you got to make sure to to quality check. Quality check. It's quality check. It's it's Wait, quality checking. Before we before we try, I tried the. It. <laughs> you did this to me twice. You're making me look like a goddamn fool out there. I'm sorry, Papa. I'm sorry. You're killing your mother. Um. <laughs> I just thought the like the the tasting notes that the website has for Bloody Butcher is kind of interesting because I only get like 
a third of what they're of what they're talking about. All right, hit me with each one. All right, so they go. The blend of corn, barley, and rye. I cannot taste any corn nor barley. Maybe a little rye. Gives the bourbon a balanced flavor with notes of milk chocolate. There were no notes. I didn't see any notes. They weren't in the box. They were not in the bag. You didn't see the notes? No. There was at least three G sharps and an A. I'm sorry, milk chocolate? Butter. Mm. That's there. Yeah, it's butter. Butter. Leather. Mm. Love me a good leather daddy whiskey. Me too. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, Dead cow. Stone fruit on the palate. <laughs> stone fruit. So, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> like, oh, multitasking. Stoned and fruits? It's like, eat the fruit, throw the stone. Mm. You know, uh, some say that stone fruits are the original Kinder egg. Oh, wow. <laughs> Because when you crack it open, there's a little surprise inside. This is there for you to slay a slay a pig. Mm-hmm. Just a. I missed that one. That that one. A pig. A pig. Wink, winkers. Don't do that. Don't kill pigs. What do stone fruits have to do with killing pigs? Stoning cops. Oh. 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 You shouldn't stone people. You shouldn't stone. But if you were gonna. If one were to use stones as a form of execution. Okay, stone fruit what else? Hold on. Yeah. Um stone fruit on the palate. Palate? Wow. And a dry spice on the finish. Dry spice on the finish. A dry spice. I love so when you I love when you read these and you hear these because you're like dry spice on the finish. What does that mean? That means whatever you want it to mean. When, Toots, this is show business. When you when you drink the whiskey and you feel that weird thing on your tongue, like if you just like ate a spoonful of oregano, where it's, it's like a, it's a lingering. The spice is the lingering after the little burn of the little heat, like the or cut. like if you accidentally like like you're having a sausage or something. And you get a fennel seed, and you and you just kind of crack into that fennel seed. Oh yeah, that's that's kind of what I associate with a dry spice. Oh, now this guy here, the tasting notes for the sour mash are very similar. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait. No, don't tell me first. I want to try it. All right, try, 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 okay. try, 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 try. What? I'm running out of time. I'm rushing. You mm. see this? I got. I interrupted a lot, and I I took it off track. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. All right, you go. Tasting notes. Say your tasting notes. It pulls aromas Whoa. that are reminiscent of leather, tobacco pouches, pound cake, and dried leaves. Hmm. Low-key, pound cake on the nose. Give it a whiff. Okay. I had... I Sweet, buttery. Yeah. Cakey. Wow. That is... Sweet, buttery, cakey. Pound cake is like the perfect description. That is pretty spot on to pound cake. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's very sweet. There was, I had an immediate like association, like a, like I felt the synapses just flare up. It's and, true. And it brought me right back to um, like having a, uh, a warm donut walking through the lumber section of a Home Depot. You feel me on that? 
Wow. And then the taste, the mouthfeel. Yeah. It's rich, creamy. It's like like the body of milk, which is one of the tasting notes, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that you, that you don't get with the Bloody Butcher here is something about this. There's a lot of character that's not being brought forward, which is why I think this would be good in a cocktail to bring it forward. This guy, the little tiny sour mash, mash. The sour mash actually has some depth of of body. Like it's it's sweet, but it's not like a cloying sweet. It's like a a rich, decadent kind of sweet. That is absolutely fucking good. It's like a like a fudge icing kind of kind of sweetness. And because it. it's the uh, bloody butcher bourbon, that means it's. It's really easy to assume that it's still the seven, the same seventy percent. Um, the malted rye and the barley are probably all the same percentages. That would be correct. So, well, actually, I don't know. Uh, okay, just posing, posing the hypothetical. And before I pose the hypothetical, I do not know what a statistics are, um, and. And how to multiply percentages. But if you have a mixture that's 70% corn, 26% rye. Oh my God. The rest. And I, then and then you scoop out oh my God. a fraction of that. Oh, here we go. And I add guess it's it like to another. Is it still the same? Are, are these all. Are, is it all the same? A presumptuous. It depends on how much. Because if if you can sour the whole thing by making like a mash starter, because we don't know this, but if you can make like a mash starter, that's the sourdough plus the old stuff into like a mash starter, right? Right. The whole point of that is that it sours everything. So you one bad sour apples the mash. So you it's unlikely that you need a third of the vat to be that. Mm. You would you would you to would, sour the whole thing? Yeah, you wouldn't need that. You would need something nominal. So if you have a 60-gallon vat and a quarter of a liter is uh like the, the weight or volume of this sour mash, it's it's like two zeros. You know what I mean? It's like 0.002%. So it cancels out. It's almost it's like n- nominal. Cross cancellation. This, of course, is not the same. Being aged longer. That's where I the think age that, statement. that actual depth is coming from the, that extra two years of uh, barrel chilling. Because that's the real depth that you're getting. That's where, like, the the bridge between notes of, like, the initial kind of creamy, um, sweeter, uh, like a sweet cream, like a dulce de leche kind of sweet cream. No, no, it's it's sweet, on it's the creamy. Front. And then when we had the 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 regular butcher, it was just kind of like there's there was that, and then there was a lull, and then the the rye spice kind of kicked in with a malty finish. This one, it has that sweet creamy decadence at the beginning, and then a little bit of that kind of oak body to kind of keep that that through line going, and then you get to that little bit of rye. Excuse me. That rye sour mash kind of vibe where it's like it's a rye, but it's a tangy rye. And of course, the nose is brilliant. Uh, Honestly, I think the nose is brilliant. One would even say bloody, 
brilliant. <laughs> Their description of the pound cake that, uh, is, is absolutely on. on just like on on cue. Whoa, dude, that is out of bounds. So um, I got places to go, but what I want to do is yeah, is I want to make a habit where we're tasting. We got to finish what we're tasting. All right, well, all right, let's get to tasting. So I want you to follow the social medias and stuff. You can find me at uh, what is it? Chandler does jokes on Instagram. It'll be here. It'll be here. Watch, 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 watch. Bam. It's there. Whoa. It's in front of your face. Crazy. How'd you do that? Or it's not. Oh, my goodness. It's like, is this what, is this what Picard felt like living with, with Q? Or you'd just be like, oh, don't worry. It'll just pop up over your face. I don't know. I don't watch Star Trek. What? That was, what the fuck? I, my brain is broken. Boom. Got him. Okay. Speechless. First of all, Q. Being one of Q from the Q continuum, I guess their gender would be Q Q something Q self. I don't know. They would be cutie pie because they're just Q. They're just Q. They're all Q. They're cuties. Goodbye. <laughs> get out of y'all. Get out of here, yet. Y'all come back now. You hear? We're not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. Anymore. Thank you for joining us at the tasting table. Before, be sure, before, be sure. You see it. You know what to do. Yeah. You hear it. Come back. Goodbye. I love you. This is where we get drunk. Get drunk.